0: Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale.
1: We're glad to have with us during Positive Youth Development Week, Abby Bible. She is the Positive uh, Youth Development Coordinator. Welcome, Abby.
2: Thank you very much for having us.
1: Glad that you're back. And uh, we also have with us uh, Maria I'm going to make sure I can get this right. Moduleski? Yeah. Is that pretty close? Very good. All righty. Maria, welcome. She's uh, from the Iroquois School District. And Connor Dolly from Highmark Caring Place. Hi, Connor. Hi. All righty. So this is a family show. We like to get origin stories. We know that, that Abby is a stalwart. You know, citizen of Union City. She's she makes she makes Union City happen every day. But uh, Maria, did you grow up here in Erie, or did you uh, did you transplant in?
3: I did. I'm an Erieite. Is that a thing?
1: Yeah. So like, where'd you go <laughs> to school and all that? Yeah.
3: Um, I went to um, uh, Erie City Schools. Okay. So I'm an Erie public yeah school girl. Um, Strong Vincent High School. And, Beautiful. And um, prior to that, it was um, Irving Elementary School.
1: And did, did you, you obviously went for for college for psychology, right? Or whatever? I did. I did. Okay. I
3: started in the Carolinas, so oh, you wow. know, like most eerie young people, we decided we're <laughs> gonna get out of here real yeah. quick. So I did that for about three years, and then I came back to finish my undergrad at Edinburgh Good. in psychology. Yeah,
1: beautiful. So you know, it's so so crazy. Is is that typical story of of you know Godfather three? You know, I thought it was gone, but it brings me right back. So you know, it's just something about Erie that does it. How about you, Connor? Did, uh, is this a a new place for you? Or did you grow up here? I grew up here. Oh,
0: did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I went to Seneca High School. So okay, mm-hmm. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And then I went to um, undergrad. Down in Pittsburgh, at Geneva, and came up here for my masters. All right, Beaver Falls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know we know it well.
1: All right, so great, great to get the get the kind of where we're at here. Uh, Abby, explain, what is positive youth development?
2: So positive youth development is the 40 developmental assets. It was found in, uh, from research by Search Institute in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the 40 assets are just 40 things that research shows if kids have them in their lives, it helps them be successful. Uh, 20 of them are external assets. They're the ones that we as adults can build in kids' lives and the other 20 are internal. They have youth have to build them in themselves. We can help them on those asset building, but they really have to come from within. And
1: how old has this concept been? Because it was probably very much intuitive. To people, but then as social scientists really said, you know, we can really make a determination of who's doing well and who's doing poorly, and they're missing this or missing that.
2: Well, I feel bad. I don't exactly know when Search Institute came up with the list, but I can tell you this, that when Dr. Calgren handed it to me 13 years ago, I was like, yeah, of course kids need these. It's, yeah. Of course they need them. And he said, mm-hmm. okay, now I'll go make a difference and take this list and go build on uh, it. So, so you've been so.
1: at this for 13, 13 years. years. And is Erie healthy, middle in, or poor when it comes to the assets? It's
2: amazing how strong they really are that they don't see it in themselves. You know, when you really start talking to people, well I do this and I do that, or a youth today, we had a networking breakfast this morning and the youth got up and told us what they did and they're like, of course that's what we do. Mm. And so I really think that Erie thinks they're poor in it, but they really are rich in assets.
1: Well, that's really awesome. Okay, so let's let's talk this through, and, and I really we're just going to go around around the uh, the bend here. All right, so Maria, let's talk about you know what are some of the telltale signs when you look at a student that's that's doing well that has both the external support systems and also internally you know is is feeling healthy and good about themselves. I mean, is, is, do they just kind of light up on your, uh, you know, you know, in in the classroom or what have you?
3: Um, well, I think there's a couple factors that would. Um, I guess one could. Determine if they were doing well, you know, both internally and externally. Um, but really, is the student connected? Are they connected to their school environment? Are they connected to their family system? Are they connected to their community? See,
1: that's totally not what I thought you were gonna <laughs> <laughs> no, you thought going I, to say. No, because I thought you would immediately go to grades and performance.
3: Oh well, if but, you're talking but, specifically for.
1: But no, you're saying you're saying, but but, but even but it was as as important as academics. It sounds like that interpersonal connection is huge.
3: Oh, absolutely. Because we all fall down several times in our lives, some of us a couple times a day. Yes. Um, And we can't rely upon our own... I don't know, our own characteristics, our own resources to get back up. You're often relying on somebody else to help you, um, and that can be someone within your school setting, someone within your neighborhood, someone within your church organization, um, someone within your, um, you know, sports team. But that connected piece, to me, is one of the most important and integral factors that really help us and help young people bounce back it supports that sense of resiliency that we all need because life can be kind of rough sometimes.
1: do the, do the peers I, I'm thinking about you know the typical uh, cafeteria situation right at, at a school like uh, any one of whether it's elementary, middle school or high school at, yeah. at Iroquois, are the peers more aware of that disconnected person you know to maybe be able to draw them in or is it is it kind of tough out there?
3: Oh, I think certainly peers are aware when there are, um, you know, those people in their peer group who may be estranged or not engaged. Um, whether or not they invite them to join, you know, their circle or their activities, mm-hmm. um, I think that's going to speak to the character of that young person. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hopeful that, you know, people do include others in the experience of school and activities. We certainly encourage that through, you know, positive youth development and really trying to promote the sense of community. Iroquois School District is very big on um, pride, um, yeah. hashtag one family. So there's a strong sense of community within you know the boundaries of Iroquois School District, so that is one of um, one of the things that we take. We
1: it's take interesting to in. kind of get a little baseline here of mm-hmm. you know how kids are navigating mm-hmm. life. Uh, talk, Connor, talk about uh, why is Highmark engaged in this process?
0: So, um, you know, we work with kids from birth through high school at the Caring Place. Okay. Um, are, are you familiar with what we do? At the maybe Place? give us a little background. Okay, so we're a grieving center for kids, teens, and families. Um, so, I mean, like I said, we work with kids all the way up the Spectrum, uh, yeah. who are grieving a death. Uh, we offer free peer support groups um, in the evenings at our building, as well as in the schools. So actually, as soon as I leave here, I'm going straight to my office, because we have 15 families coming to our building tonight. Um, so we'll have about 70 feet, 70 people, uh, we'll feed them dinner, um, and then they're gonna break up into their group rooms. Uh, our kids break up by age, uh, where they're, it's peer support. So they're in um, rooms with other kids their age and the adults. They're grieving too and so they're in rooms with the adults of similar losses.
1: Wow. And, mm-hmm. and so get make that connection for me, Connor, of yeah. of, of the of the forty assets and mm-hmm. what you do.
0: Sure. So um, we know that it's really important to just build those relationships with the kids. You know, whenever, you know, those kids have a positive relationship with an adult we're feeding into them and we're helping them you know develop those assets and so for us you know we're in the schools we're in the community we're working with these kids who are grieving and so they're already going through something really really difficult um and so building those relationships with them so they feel loved and they feel trusted um so they can share that that stuff that the hard stuff talk about the hard stuff really helps them, you know, process that and process their grief. Um, And so with those relationships, you know, we're feeding them dinner and we're talking about their school day and we're just being those positive, you know, role models in their life and the consistent person that, you know, they come to us consistently, you know, 10 nights, one night a week, and then they'll come again for eight nights. And so um, we we work with families for years and, and we're a stable body for them. I, I
1: would be remiss because I, I could just hear hear the listeners kind of yelling at the radio of what are these kids grieving about? And so one one of the first things that comes to mind is um, even though we are on the downswing of the opioid crisis, did you see the need for your services really peak the last several years? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, our you know we hear that question a lot, and um, it ebbs and flows. You know, we'll have a group that doesn't have a lot of that and then we'll have a group we had i was working in a group of families um in the spring we had several families who are grieving an op- opioid death wow um, we also had several uh, and it's not
1: necessarily a parent it could be a sibling it could, it could be, be a cousin sibling.
0: it'd be a cousin yeah. it can be an uncle or aunt it could be a parent um it could be you know if they're grieving a death uh we'll work with them yeah. um but You know, those opioid deaths, they're very real, and we're getting more and more of them. Mm -hmm. Wow,
1: so you haven't seen the decrease just yet? No. Oh my, Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, We're we're talking about the the Positive Youth Development and Positive Youth Development Week. Uh, This is a campaign to help youth succeed through relationship building and so uh, Abby um, you've got a, a full week of stuff that we're going to talk about here after the break but uh, you started yesterday with your um, with your press conference what were you trying to do to express at the press conference and who are some of the folks that you presented there I'm sorry that we missed it
2: it's all it's all good we missed yeah. you too so yesterday morning was the press conference to ignite the community to build relationships with adults they don't have to be intense formal mentors that they meet once a week for two or three hours but but they need to meet the, na- the kids in their neighborhood, learn their names, say hello. If you like a sports, a sport, a particular sport, go to the sporting events and watch the kids in your neighborhood participate in their activities. Um, just basically be there for them. Step up. We all have that adult. Of, uh, that adult was there for us when we were younger, and so be that adult for a younger child now.
1: And, and that's not a message that you hear all the time. It is
2: not. And, and we teach our kids to be cautious of adults because that's the world that we're living in today you need to be cautious and not go into someone's home. Stranger danger. Stranger danger but there's no reason you can't say hello or in if the if somebody comes to your basketball game regularly and later sees you and says hey number 12 great shot you did the other night thank you them very much for them and remember that they're there and wave to them or what have you when they you see them in the stands but to really interact with them but to be cautious.
1: Okay, well, that that is some marching orders that we can take to the bank. And you've got a full slate of events here, Abby Bible, that we'd love to hear about. So um, uh, last night was game night in Union City. You had your breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, asset training tomorrow. Yeah. Talk about what that is all about. So
2: if we've intrigued you at all about what the 40 assets are and what you can do, tomorrow two hours is all it is. Um, we're going to really talk more about what the assets are and more about what you can do to make a difference in the youth around you. It's a free training to go to if you would like to go just shoot me a, uh, an email at aln 110 at Psu.edu and I can send you the pass, parking pass and the information.
1: So this yeah this is up at the Knowledge Center uh, at Behrend. Um so let's, let's talk about these, these big categories here. okay on the assets because uh, again this is what you're going to be training tomorrow the one big category the external assets is support which would include Mm -hmm. family support and uh you know you know a caring neighborhood um you talk about empowerment um uh, that the community values the youth. That really goes again, uh, along with what you were oh, just it saying.
2: It does, it does, it does. Um, the positive family communication, and it doesn't matter what your family looks like, if you what your family build is, it's just positive family connection and communication, but mm. also coming from a neighborhood that cares that you're there, that says hello to you. That they don't cross the street when you're coming towards them. Or um, One gentleman, a, a young youth said... I said to him, What does a caring community look like to you? And he goes, Well, when I pick up my trash, can somebody else pick up their trash too? <laughs> so that it just looks cleaner and we just feel better about where we're living. It's just wow. picking up your trash. So it just is a nice place to live.
1: You know, it seems like uh, the whole like a, a strong underlying thing is at least for what you're talking about right now, is respect. Yes. It's 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 just some mutual respect yes. that yes. that child, whether they're twelve or seventeen does, is deserving of respect just like the 27 or 47-year-old?
2: And it's interesting that the more respect that you can give to a youth, the more respect that they will give back to you. So it's really kind of a twofold thing. I've discovered that I can travel with kids to Walt Disney World with 60 or 80 kids, and some adults will be like, oh, isn't that scary? And I'm like, not really, because we have a level of respect that we work together, and I know what they need to do, and they know what I need to do, and we can work together and make it happen.
1: I, it's, it's so interesting when you think about this because – um our society i'm not sure is really made of um this concept of of treating youth at at an equal footing mm-hmm. even even i mean even kind of built into the i, I want to say patriarchy that's not the right word but the hierarchy at school again in order to maintain um, you, you know safety and in mm-hmm. and, uh, you know in sanity at school there has to be rules and sure. but but within that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this huge hierarchical situation it can actually be mutual respect
3: oh absolutely um, and I think with that um, really promoting student voice Um, And empowering our young people to to get involved and to not be afraid that uh, to speak up when they feel that, um, you know, there's a whether it's a policy or a procedure or there's something going on within, you know, that affects their world, either at Iroquois or at home, that they feel safe enough where they can communicate um, you know, their thoughts and their opinions regarding certain matters and to do so in a way that will both be communicated um, to and received respectfully.
1: It, it, it's interesting to me because, you know, here we are, we're working hard, we're paying these taxes in order to educate these children, but we don't really want to hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I would imagine there's some folks who say, you know, uh, why do I want to listen to what a 17 year old has to say or, or a 12 year old? You know.
2: And really the youth are our future. I mean, whether it's just counting our change back correctly at the local grocery mm-hmm. store when we go to get groceries or becoming the next doctor that is going to solve the cancer situation that you might oh, wow. be in, they are mm-hmm. our future. So the more time we develop into them, the better off they are going to be. And so are we.
1: Wow, let's talk about some of the other assets here. Um, and anybody grab these? You know, there's these boundaries and expectations, kind of like what we were talking about. That you know, school school boundaries. School provides clear rules and and consequences. Adult role models that uh, parents and other adults model positive, responsible behavior. So, you know, I got to tell you, sometimes, um, and I, and I don't know if you encounter this, Connor, much at all, but. Sometimes I wish the parents would kind of get out of their twelve-year-old uh, emotional maturity, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's and sometimes we see, um, at least with our families. I mean, because they're grieving yeah. and they, not not a lot, not all of them, but I mean, there's some families that they become very dependent on their kids um, oh, to wow. take care of them because mm-hmm. they're so they're struggling so much with their grief mm-hmm. that they're relying on their kids to be like the emotional backbone yes mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's been a really I, and I, i've heard
1: remarks again some of our families are are much more have much higher pathologies than others mm-hmm. you know you hear the story of well he's he's in he's 13 he could take care of himself and mm-hmm. so you got a kid mm-hmm. who's coming to school you know, doesn't have any clothes, doesn't have a jacket, you know, hasn't eaten any breakfast, blah, 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 goes on and on and on, because the kid's supposed to be responsible for himself because he's 13 or 14 years old. Mm -hmm. That's insane.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So, uh, again, so part of the assets is actual physical... Yes. like a physical um, support
2: yes yes i mean you you walk that line of course 13 is not but you walk that line of all of a sudden at 18 we don't start to treat them like adults i mean they kind of have to we kind of have to ease them into adulthood and they have to remember to take their coats to school those types of things 13's a little young for that but yeah. still so that's our process you know in, in standing outside we're not parenting them we are just here to help them and so the positive youth development groups that are across erie county are there to do that to kind of guide the whole process
1: you talk about the groups. Uh, so, uh, again... Uh, w- how many schools are they at, and what are they what are they doing? What you know, what are some of the functions of those groups? So
2: to give you an actual number, I cannot because okay. it, it ebbs and flows a little bit. So I can tell again,
1: you again, another organic thing. It's right? another organic yeah. thing. Yeah. I work in
2: the psychology department. It's all organic as to what <laughs> we do. Yeah. So, um, but we have school. There schools with positive youth development groups all across the county. Uh, Gerard, Iroquois, the Erie School District. Um, their two middle schools and their high school have them. Union City, uh, Harbor Creek, General McLean, Corey. I <laughs> Um, so we really kind of pull them from all over the place. And, and some of them have special focuses that they do as compared to – they take the assets and adapt it to whatever their special focus is. But for the most part – Just kind
1: that. of a felt need, Abby? Yeah,
2: yeah they kind of assess. Um, every other year, students have to take a survey called the PAYS survey, which is the I Pennsylvania well. Area Youth Survey. And so some of those surveys will come out that the kids are not feeling connected or maybe there is some drug use going on. And so the PYD group will really kind of focus – taking those assets as their framework and build some activities to try and buffer those numbers and to change that stuff. So
1: the pays data is granular and right to the right down to the school level
3: It is it's um, grades 6 8 10 and 12 it's a voluntary but you could survey. pull the
1: Iroquois data yes
3: yes now you could not no pull but the Iroquois you can data, but yes. we yes we um, yes and that is it drives uh, it drives grants. I like to um, apply for grants, to receive grant monies. It drives initiatives and interventions. Um, it, like Abby said, it really speaks to the needs, um, both the needs and the strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, when you are developing a plan and applying for grants, it's in response to a need. So um, we are due to take our pay survey October 30th.
1: Oh, it's coming up.
3: Um, yeah, coming yep, up before so. Thanksgiving.
2: Everybody mm-hmm. across Pennsylvania will take it before Thanksgiving.
1: And again, w- when you when you hear about pays data, that is our kids. Those are our, our kids team. in Erie County that you're seeing that data about. So whether it is mm-hmm. uh, you know be, uh, better or worse levels on uh, was it uh, parental uh, attitudes towards uh, drug use, drug use, mm-hmm. um, that's coming right out of the kids. Uh, reporting that on the pay survey, and we want to uh, welcome to the microphones Abby Bible, Connor Dolly, and uh, Maria Majoleski. Um, uh, Connor is from the Highmark Caring Place, dealing with youth that are that are um, dealing uh, with grief. And but Connor, um, there's these ex- there's these in- external factors where folks can it, can instill positive. Um, you know, positive touches to, to children and youth, uh, positive <laughs> impacts. And then there's this internal factor, and I bet you, you deal with both, but uh, have, as you're going through grief, how do you build up some of those internal assets, you know, where someone could feel more, um, you know, caring about other people or care, caring more about social justice and so mm-hmm. on?
0: Yeah, it's, um, we go into schools And we do presentations Um, and then in our groups one of the things we actually kind of close with is coping skills and natural supports Um, just knowing who in the community you can work with or um, relate to because you know when our groups are done you know we're not always there they're gonna be in school they're gonna be at home and we want to know that they're safe they feel safe sharing you know their feelings with someone at school right
1: so you're almost you're almost
0: teaching them mm-hmm. those communication skills yeah we work a lot with them on that um, but then we also go into the schools we go in um, Jonathan Williams is our school services coordinator and we go into man I can't even tell you schools in Erie County Crawford County any schools that will take us we do presentations we do trainings mm-hmm. we're in every single 6th grade classroom um in Mill Creek School District, oh, wow. where we teach them how to support a grieving friend, so we we do an activity with them where we, you know, like it's the "That's Me" game. Stand up if you're a Steeler fan. Stand up if you like Chinese food. You know, we go all through this different stuff until finally, like, stand up if you know someone you love has died. And nine out of ten are standing up. Wow. And the thing is, is they're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. So they feel like no one else is go- knows what it's going through. They feel like they're all alone in their grief. You um, know,
1: I, I bet you there's a lot of adults that have no idea that that would be that high of a statistic.
0: Oh, yeah. The stats say one in five. But when we're when in the classrooms and we see them standing up, we know it's got to be more than that. Um, but then we, we do an activity where we talk about feelings and triggers to show how, you know, those feelings can come up at any time when we're grieving a death. Because um, things will trigger those emotions throughout your life. Sure. Um, and then we talk about how to support your friends. Uh, Things to say, things not to say, um, because what we hear is students will come back after a funeral and they won't tell their friends Mm -hmm. because they don't want to feel weird. They don't want to feel like, you know, they're the only ones going Mm -hmm. through it. Anything that makes me stand out, I'm going to avoid that. Um, But also um, bullying is a big issue. And so we want to make sure that those kids are not being bullied because, you know, maybe my dad died and they're going to, you know, I don't want to be bullied because of that because we have heard. Uh, Students getting bullied from that talk
1: talk about uh, Maria talk about the the concept of that positive modeling I'm I'm thinking about a young person going through grief but you know people are going through all kinds of stress at at, you know that are in in your schools there at Iroquois and all all across our community Um, are they are are they getting the positive modeling or, you know, what's what's I guess what's life like these days in school?
3: Sure. Well, I can speak to what life is like, um, perhaps through an older older person's eyes, um, yeah. you know, at Iroquois. Uh, certainly, like I had mentioned before, we have um, our tagline of hashtag one family at Iroquois. And that was actually in response to the loss of um, a parent. Um, who had died of an overdose, and also the loss of um, another, one of our band parents. And so our our small community was experiencing a great loss um, for people. So the hashtag one family, came about um, because really everyone was getting each other's back. They were trying to support each other um, to invest in the other person's experience and just to be a caring person, whether you were a young person, an older person, a neighbor, a teacher, um, a pastor, whomever. So really having just an environment in which um, a young person feels safe and they feel cared for, those are very monumental um, supports um, that that help, um, you know, develop help a student develop those positive assets Mm -hmm. yeah and
1: and again abby we know we're trying to build kind of a community Mm -hmm. that's just i I, I hate to say it but woke about this stuff
2: exactly exactly And it doesn't matter if your community is a small community like union city where we all live together or if your community is around strong vincent that's still a community regardless of their um, geographic situation it's still a community and we still have to work together to raise children
1: Alrighty, so uh, again, uh, what you you started out the conversation with the idea of looking that young person in the eye. Again, don't be a creepazoid. No, but uh, don't be weird. Know, don't be weird, but. It, but if there's if, if you could say hello or good morning I, I always try you can. to say good morning you
2: can and and a lot of adults have said to me well I say that to youth and they always have their earphones in. I said I understand but still do it because eventually they won't have their earphones in or I've seen a lot of them now they've started to hook them around their ear because I think they can hear that someone's talking to them so mm. um, so they're starting to adapt that maybe they need to pay attention to so keep that keep saying hello keep going to the sporting events to the to the musical events um Uh, I heard of one lady who used to write um, hello on her sidewalk every morning in sidewalk chalk because she was on the way where kids walked to school. And she would put smile faces and she'd say, have a great day. And she'd say, you make it till Friday. Well, one time there wasn't anything on the sidewalk. And so the kids got to school and they were like, there was nothing on the sidewalk. And the principal's like, it'll be fine, just go to class. And and she had fallen in the night and broken her hip and wasn't able to write something. (sighs) So because she had taken the time to make their day better, they had taken the time to make sure she was okay. So it works two folds the way it's going.
1: Wow! Amazing. It's it is positive youth development week and. Uh uh, coming up on Thursday, I think it is now, is the Youth of Work Awards. It's part of the Unified Erie. Uh, we both work together yeah. on on those uh, on that multi-tiered uh, three-legged stool, if you will, of of what uh, uh, prevention, enforcement, and reentry mm-hmm. uh, for the anti-violence initiative. on On Thursday, it's about uh, honoring people w- that work with uh, youth.
2: Yeah, the ones who really work in the trenches, the ones who go in and out of homes. Um, There's a lot of agencies in Erie that go into homes and help parents parents and so it's Usually, when you go to an awards banquet, you see the CEOs uh, and the in the uh, managers. Where Youth Work Awards is about those who are actually going into the homes and working with kids. Those who are actually running the grieving groups. Those who are actually running kids groups.
1: And, and it, you know, we all know that you know, working in social services is not. No. I mean, it's very rewarding, but not necessarily financially.
2: No, no, <laughs> you you, you're, you you do it because you plain love to do it. it has nothing yeah. to do with the dollar signs.
1: So this is a great way to honor them, and then. On Friday is your big event at Barron. It's the Youth Summit. Tell us about the the origination of that, what what that's all about. So So. the
2: Youth Summit, Positive Youth Development, is funded through United Way of Erie County. So we solely work in Erie County. So we um, invite any school across Erie County or a youth group who has some sort of a group that does some activities in their school. It is a planning day. We'll give them a little asset lesson. We'll talk about protective factors a little bit. But then we really walk them through. We we have them do it you <laughs> An SWO analysis, which is their strengths, their weaknesses, and their opportunities. We don't really focus on the threats at positive yeah. youth development because we are positive, yeah. so we'll do that. And then we get yeah, them we to,
1: don't want negative. We do want negative
2: <laughs> So and then we walk them through a brainstorming thing. And like I said, you, when you see a table full of middle school or high school and, and middle school kids brainstorming different ideas that they can do in their school to make their mm-hmm. school a better place, it just it gives you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It is so exciting to walk, watch. Um, Then they're going to take a scavenger hunt around Barron's campus, and that's a great time. They take selfies with their friends and uh, just get to see Barron's beautiful facility, and then at the end, we will help them plan two or three activities, something that they are going to take back to their school and do throughout the year. And then throughout the year, we're there to help them. If Some of our schools do game nights, and so we go and play games. And some nice. of our schools do zombie runs, and we go and pretend we're zombies and, <laughs> and have fun with their families. So we're there to support whatever idea. It's all about empowerment. I, You have an mm-hmm. idea, youth, let me help you make it happen.
1: How does a kid get involved with the PYD group so they can have a wonderful day like this at Barron, you know?
2: So the different schools that we are in, basically it is someone like Maria who steps out of her normal job. I mean, her normal job is not to be a B- PYD coordinator, but she did a quite a while ago. It's like, hey, I want to make a difference. And so if we hear about the kids from outside of the school, we call Maria or we say to them, you need to go find Mrs. Moduleski and say, I want to be on the PYD group. So, if there's a parent out there who is interested, send yeah. me an email, and I will find which school they go to. There are a few schools we're not connected with, but we will connect with them. Soon. You're,
1: you're going to get there. We'll get uh, them. And, and and again, the whole idea is this incredible holistic approach, uh, a health-based approach um, to to a kid growing up. It is. It you know, is. you know, by the time they get to 18, that if they have, you know, pretty much. Most of the assets clicking on all cylinders, that's a high success factor. It
2: is. And I think a lot of kids see somebody who they think is successful and they think, oh, they've always had it. But we haven't as adults. We've all faltered and we have all failed. But the reason why we didn't stop was because of the other adults around us to help. Mm -hmm. So we want to be the adults for them. So when they falter, that we're there for them to beef them up and so Mm -hmm. that they don't think that we are perfect because we are not perfect. But, uh, we're and I don't
1: see that. anything here Connor about you know you have to have a you know a 4.0 or an a plus average it really it really doesn't have to do with that so much it, It's just how you connect with other people and how you how you treat yourself a lot of this is self-love
0: yeah absolutely and you know the adults that actually work in our organization we have seven employees but we have over 200 volunteers mm. and our volunteers are not all clinicians we have people that, our stay-at-home moms we have people that are retired we have people who are volunteering with us who you know work at you know wendy's or rite aid and that's you know as long as you have a heart for kids yeah um, and want to invest in them then you can absolutely do that Nate, maria uh in your experience
1: at the schools um you know are are we moving to to health i mean are you seeing i, I get maybe i'm repeating myself in the question but you know the idea of of the awareness of these things mm-hmm. should be leading to better outcomes.
3: Absolutely, um, and I, you know, as a I guess training in psychology, I'm going to throw the term out there: mindfulness. Oh. Uh, what it What are we being mindful to? It when,
1: only took 45 minutes. To <laughs> it what uh,
3: What What are our intentions? And really, um, if you have the intention, you're being mindful about providing opportunities for our youth to be heard to be involved uh, to know that they're cared for to help them build those resiliency factors um, that's what it's all about and you're right we're all we're all on the kid team here so mm-hmm. if we're able to do that by you know through positive youth development through uh, student council through the caring place through church through whatever um, through that positive relationship then absolutely um, I'm not Naive to the fact that our young people are experiencing a lot more adversity than we've seen in the past Mm -hmm. Um, They're impacted by a lot um, whether that's trauma um, in the form of grief and loss of a loved one uh, Family members with substance abuse poverty um, There's our our young people have a lot of stressors. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we 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 talk a
1: lot about Mm -hmm. how technology is this uh really has this really bad side uh of oh, impacting absolutely. children
3: exposure mm-hmm. uh, bullying what they are subjected to um i will say that you know if we're looking at positive youth development and trying to promote relationships and how we can use technology to do so i'm going to offer something on the contrary um, as a parent or as an adult, if you're raising young people, find time for that young person to disconnect, for you to disconnect from your technology, mm-hmm. um, unplug and connect with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, having that that intentional time where you're just having a conversation about, it doesn't have to be life-changing, it can be about what you had for lunch today, what was your high today in school mm-hmm. in terms of the high point? What was your low point? Um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Having those conversations, albeit even five minutes, they're impactful. Mm-hmm. So um, let's be mindful of how we're spending our time with yeah. our young people. Yeah,
1: the, the adults need to do a little positive adult development, yes, don't they?
3: Do. they? <laughs> they
1: do. I mean, put the...
2: Put the phone away. Put
1: the phone away. I I wanted to add an expletive, but I won't. Um, I mean, uh, no, but it's it's true. I mean, again, it goes back to let's not. I mean, let's 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 build into these children some emotional resilience that uh, unfortunately many of our adults don't have just yet. Mm -hmm. And so maybe as as you learn about things like PYD and the forty assets you might be able to brush on some of this stuff yourself as the, as the parent or the significant uh, guardian.
2: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, there's quite a few times where you want to crawl into your little space and not go places, but you know it's not good for you and it's not good for the community, so you kind of do so.
1: Okay, so uh, let's go over the week one more time, uh, Abby, because uh, it, it's you know you you work really hard to make this all happen, yes. right?
2: Yes, it, and it was a joint effort. Um, I don't do this alone, so it's exciting to work with other people and making it happen. Uh, so the press conference on Monday was awesome. We also got to nominate. Er, uh, award give two awards away Uh, we have an asset ambassador of the year we pick one person we pick one person out of erie county that we think just steps above and beyond in their asset building and in out of their um normalcy and our asset ambassador of the year is maria
1: hey congratulations <laughs> thank you fantastic yeah.
2: the other thing that we do is give one to an organization just an organization that asset building is not their goal in life but it works well with what they have going on and our asset ambassador ambassador organization is the high mark
1: caring fan- place. oh so now i'm getting the connection
2: yep. yes yeah.
1: congratulations yeah, so to you guys thank you
2: just working yeah, with you. these two the organization and in iroquois as a whole but Maria's particular mm. just really kind of helps make pyd week great Um, The other part that they're going to do at the Youth Summit on Friday is that we ask community organizations who have youth programming to come in. We have a designated time that we get the youth to go around to the tables because youth see what is right in front of them. But they don't have to reinvent the wheel. So if they see on their pays data, for example, that there's a lot of death in their school, they can just go over to Connor and Jonathan will be there, too, and be like, hey, we need help. And they will come in and help them make their projects happen. So Mm -hmm. the, the students are not on their own, the teachers are not on their own. So if there's a community organization that in Erie County that is listening that has a youth program uh holler up to me yeah. i would love to have you on friday it's free we put That's a table fantastic. out for you if you want to stay through lunch we'll even give you creamery ice cream
1: oh nice <laughs> who's are you having a big speaker this year
2: we are her name is tiffany and she is an awesome woman um she's she is uh donating her time and uh, going to come in and, and ignite our children our students
1: Ignite them? Ignite, ignite them. ignite them. Ignite them. Okay. Them. Ignite them. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Ignite them. So, so, ignite them too. <laughs> well, I, you know the last the, the last summit I was at, um, I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Atkinson oh, who yes, spoke, and yes. so you know again he you know just, just a dynamic speaker and and very much uh, they were enthralled by him. Oh, they, I mean, oh yeah. You know they were totally t- totally uh, you know overcome by his. Uh, encouragement to them and so again this is all good stuff there you know there's no doubt about it the 40 developmental assets are concrete common sense positive experiences and qualities essential to raising successful young people now these assets have the power during critical adolescent years to influence choices young people make and help make them caring, responsible adults, uh, like Abby Bible says. You know, there's external assets, which are uh, the positive experience from the relationships and opportunities that youth experience in their communities, families, and schools. And then the internal assets, which focus on individual qualities that guide positive choices and develop a sense of confidence, passion, and purpose. Boy, if you had a – I mean I, – You'd be unstoppable you would be. as a kid with all 40 of these.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know a kid out there who has all 40 of them, and that's okay. Because we'll we're work. always growing. We are always growing. We're always growing.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, all right. So, um, again, the, the takeaways are the Youth Summit is on Friday. Before that is the Youth Work Awards on Thursday. Um, uh, you know, you, you're just going to be loving on kids at that Youth Summit and giving them nice. opportunities to learn
2: yeah the opportunities to learn about the assets but we're also going to give them empowerment opportunities opportunities for them to build activities that they're going to take back and do in their schools to make their school a better place so they're
1: for them. actually they're actually going to be doing some Oh yeah, figuring they, stuff out.
3: They yeah. do. They network one, which I think is awesome. So you have young people that are networking with other young people across Erie County, and um, albeit they'll say that they don't want to do it, they they kind of like it. That's yeah, my, yeah, they do. Um, but no, they have an opportunity to plan and to organize um, events for their school. So it demonstrates and it allows them to be change agents in their school and community. It's really awesome to see them empowered and to make them feel as though they actually make a difference. So
1: does it? Cool th- does it do? So- is it just like the the norm the kids that do everything or is it is it more broad than that like it's not just the student government kids all over again
3: Mm-mm. Right. Um, ed, yeah. And they're fence-setter fence kids. Some, some of, of them. Uh,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. some of them. And so what they do, is, schools do, is they'll mix them. They'll, they'll see a fence-setter kid that, that right in the middle they could go or they could not go or whatever. And then they'll get a few leaders, pull them in, and they'll bring them all together. It's the most eclectic mix Good. Of kids.
1: See, I was one of those kids that, you know, like after my senior yearbook, I had like a three-inch You'd deal a of everything I did, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I was taking probably taking stuff away from other kids that could have done stuff, you know. But, but you know that's great that they they integrate that so much. That's fantastic. So, positive youth development. I believe in the assets. I'm I'm excited that there are people that are you know worrying about and working on the places in our community and and the young people in our community where. Where we're missing stuff, whether, you know, especially in those external assets Mm -hmm. where, as a community, we're not doing right by our kids. And so people are working on doing better by our kids.
2: Yes. Yeah. And all kids. It doesn't matter where they come from or what they got going on. All kids are welcome.
1: Abby Bible, uh, she's the PYD coordinator. Connor Dolly from Highmark Caring Place and Maria Moduleski from Iroquois School Close. I got it no, close. it was perfect. Okay, yes. my yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I I am I'm like my biggest critic when it comes to <laughs> name pronunciation. Thank you folks for so much for explaining. And we're celebrating our youth. And I tell you what, you know, you say that there are future. I think there are
0: now. You've been listening to the Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkeerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing Joel at talkeerie.com.